Man, I sure hope all those horses listening in are ready to run now. The Garrick being called to the gate. You ready to run? <laughs> oh my god, I've never been more ready to run in my life. Welcome, everybody, to the DCOM Duo podcast. We're the DCOM Duo. Spooky. It's our Halloween special. It's not, actually. For once, we're not doing a Halloween movie. Yeah, and also, it's not anywhere close to Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) We've already done a lot of Halloween movies. I'm Benji. Oh, I'm Kelsey. (laughs) We're the DCOM Duo. Yay. Yeah. And if this is your first time clicking on our podcast, welcome. Why, why, why do you, you choose Ready to Run? Why this one? That's, that's an interesting choice. I want to find the person that's like, yo, Ready to Run? That's like the one decom I have seen. It would be, I that person does not exist, right? No. Right? No one. Has anyone actually this seen this movie? Have we seen this movie? We have Unfortunately, twice, but yes. like, have we? Did anything happen? Who's even heard of this movie? It's got the most generic title ever. Ready to run. Oh my god, is the horse ready to run? It's about horse racing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not great. <laughs> it's pretty boring. <laughs> it's pretty lame. Yeah. But whatever. We'll get through it. We we've already watched it. We just gotta record it. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So Trying to think if there's anything else I want to say before we get going into our regularly proceeded schedule. I don't think so. No. Ready to Run is a movie. Yeah. Well, we have fan mail. We do have fan mail. Do you want to read the fan mail? Yeah, I'll read the fan mail. Um, so, we have fan mail. This uh, email came in after our Camp Rock episode release. Unfortunately, we already recorded Under Wraps. So we couldn't fit it in in the under wraps episode. So we'll just read it now. It is from my sister. It's a different person. Oh my God. Someone other than my mom and that yeah. one anonymous person that definitely wasn't Ben during his own episode. Yeah. Fail mail. Yeah. So it says, hello, decom duo and sometimes trio. Just wanted to let you know that while listening to your episode on Camp Rock, I was building a birdhouse. I don't usually consider myself a Kevin, but in that moment, I felt extremely Kevin. It, it, the, this is the most Kevin Jonas thing you can do is birdhouse. Fun fact. Demi Lovato in Camp Rock is the reason I wanted bangs in middle school. And now I feel like I'm entitled to financial compensation for, for pain and suffering. I can't remember if I ever watched Under Wraps. I feel like it must have been on during DCOM Halloween marathons. But literally the only thing that comes to mind is, is even Steven's Halloween episode they showed constantly. Anyway, have a good day. How does one end fan mail? Courtney. Courtney, thank you so much for writing in. It really made our day when we got to read that. Sorry we didn't get to read it before the Under Wraps episode. Yeah, so Under Wraps, I hadn't seen it before. Doing a marathon, so like I feel like they never really played it, and they don't even have it on Disney Plus right now. It's also so. yeah, I wonder if they lost the rights to it a little bit. They could've. they definitely brought it back because it was a part of the marathon. Well, they remade as it. Decoms and they remade it. So yeah. it's an interesting relationship with Disney under wraps. Is yeah, and then I guarantee you've never watched Ready to Run. Like who has watched Ready to Run? Um, 
please tell me next time I see you if you actually were building a birdhouse or if that was a joke. Because honestly, I could see you actually building a birdhouse. I feel like she was building a birdhouse. I'm going to be honest. Um, also, I remember your bangs in middle school, and I never knew that it was because of Camp Rock. That is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, if you want to write in, if anyone wants to write in on thoughts. Tell us all of the lush and glorious details about your ready-to-run rooms and all the ready-to-run merch you own. Really, just if you had horse decorations, you could just say that was ready to run. Um, if you want to write in about really any decom, one that we've already covered, one we're going to cover, whatever, um, email us at thedecomduo at gmail.com. If you want, we don't have to read them out. We like reading them out. But if that's what's holding you back from sending it in, don't. Just say we don't can also read it. hold on to it until we cover whatever movie it is. Yeah. We're, we have the capability of doing that. So if there's a decom you want to reach out about and you're worried about forgetting about it, just reach out about it. Yeah. We'll be happy to have your words. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And yeah, at the end of every episode, we announce what the next one's going to be. So yeah, you can know what it's going to be if you listen all the way through or just skip to the end. You can prep. You can watch beforehand and write in thoughts if you want. Um, okay, so this episode today is another one run by Benji. <laughs> he did the notes. He did the factos. Yes. He's taking charge. I'm guessing we will be doing that a little bit more, at least more of an even split. If you don't know, we just got our puppy home a couple of weeks ago to this recording date. Yes, we have a little corgi puppy. Her name is Bingo. You can see that on Kelsey's personal TikTok. I'm sure she has a video out of her. Yeah, it's the, uh, he was the best guy around. What about all the people Mm -hmm. he murdered? What murder? That's Cat Cat Duck on TikTok. Yeah, so Um, if you want to see her. If you want to see, she's very cute. She's She's so cute. Incredibly small. All right, right, let's get into the factos. Yes. All right, so this decom released July 14th in 2000. Okay. Is the 19th decom. Yeah. Which this is... This, I feel like it would have been earlier in my mind. I also felt like it would be earlier in my mind. I think I just forget how many, like, 99, 98... Decoms there were yeah because they really started pumping them out that's crazy i feel like it took like 30 for the real decom formula to fit even though this is still a decom formula movie if we're being honest yeah but it's lame <laughs> so are most decoms if we're being actually honest this with one's ourself. especially lame this one's lame it just it took itself too seriously yeah it did. if, it, oh if my this gosh. was more camp I feel like there could be some enjoyment to squeeze yeah, out of it. You can tell that they really wanted it to be a serious emotional movie. It feels like a based on a true story, like Oscar Beatty film with zero of quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The director of this movie is Dwayne Dunham. We've already covered him as a director before on the Halloween Town podcast. That was our second one ever. So yeah, a while ago. Well, he's also done many other DCOMs, including 13th Year, Right on Track, and Tiger Cruise. Um, he got an Emmy for editing Twin Peaks and also did major editing work. Like, he was the main editor for Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Oh, you know, cool. the one people consider generically to be the best. I guess that's Empire enough. Strikes Back is what people say is the best. I don't know why my brain read that as empire strikes back but no he, he definitely return said return of the jedi I mean, he did return of the jedi he did return of the jedi i mean people like not. that one people i like, like that one. one it's one of the original trilogy that's yeah. the only ones that everyone agree are good yeah 
people really only agree the first and well episode four and episode five are good and most people say episode six is also good maybe less good but regardless that's a major credit also he's done a bunch of like david lynch movies as an editor too um he also did childhood classic movies with homer bound and little giants Mm. i can't really say too much about that i don't remember those films that well but he's got a cred list there's stuff like that he's also the first person ever to publicly portray boba fett the character oh that's cool he is the first person to be boba fett in any shape or form being him in like a promo event (laughs) (laughs) still then we can jump into the cast um, jump in's a different movie okay then we can ready to run into the cast we've definitely done this joke before. yeah yeah you're the one reusing jokes right now <laughs> um our main lead for the film uh cory ortiz played by chrissy perez well was the former name now goes by crystal poe okay I, what's with the name change Just i don't know i can for find fun, stuff for shits and giggles you know how many credits she has on um imdb probably like three four total including <laughs> this one nice. it's like one episode of general hospital and the nice. division and like a very minor indie movie named heart set nice. and this for being a lead role yeah, I didn't think she was that good in this role. She, yeah, she wasn't great. She wasn't awful. I've seen worse. I'm just kind of surprised, like, how nothing it was after somehow being good enough to get the lead role in a decom to have no career gain on that at all. Yeah. That's interesting to me. Um, Playing B. Moody. I think they just really call him Moody. Moody. Um, is Jason Doring. Mm-hmm. He had a main role in Veronica Mars, okay, the TV show. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's the Christian Bell show. Okay, from the early mid two thousands. Yeah, uh, also has many TV credits on many like pretty decent TV roles. Like had original recurring roles on the originals, uh, I Zombie, Seal Team. Oh. These are like actual shows people watch. Yeah, and he's not really main cast, but he does like a lot of recurring roles. He's still doing our stuff. He's also the voice actor for Terra in a bunch of Kingdom Hearts games. Oh, cool. So, there you go. Playing Lourdes Ortiz, the mother, um, is Lillian Hurst. Had a bunch of, like, single-episode TV credits all the way from, like, the 80s, but not much major. Like, the biggest role was, like, a minor reoccurring role in Lost, but otherwise mm. not much to write home about. Um, Max Garris, the big bad of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, played by John Brazier. Didn't have a Wikipedia page. IMDb page was pretty empty. There's just a bunch of extremely minor roles, but apparently he's still acting. So yeah, honestly, still doing stuff. this whole cast, I like, have no idea who these people are. Yeah, there's not really that big of names. The biggest names are honestly the horses. <laughs> which is pretty I funny. think we've not talked about this yet. The horses in this movie talk. They talk. Yeah. We'll we'll get deeper into that later, but. <laughs> It's kind of weird. Their voice actors. It's for a the talking horses. animal movie, but not like one you would expect. Um, I feel like they maybe should have done what Ring of Endless Light did, and we don't get to hear them. But that's like the whole point is that she can hear them. Yeah, the whole point of Ring of Endless Light is she could hear dolphins. Oh shit, you're right. I forgot she could talk to the dolphins too. Um, yeah, you maybe. Love that movie. <laughs> I do love that movie. Go check out our Ring of Endless Light podcast. Yeah. 
um, put that card in the corner. Uh, uh, now uh-huh. it made me do more work in the editing. No, nah, I probably won't even do it. What? <laughs> You're just going to cut this part out. <laughs> no, I'll just say, go, go find our Ring of Endless Light episode and listen to it. Boom. Make okay. you do the work, listener. Wow, what faith we have in our audience. Um, being Hector Machado was Nestor Serrano. Uh, he has a lot of acting credits. Mainly, it's like a character actor playing largely the same role he was doing here. But like, he's still acting today. Still doing, actually, like a decent amount of stuff. He was like a main, like main-ish role in the fourth season of Twenty Four, playing yeah. a terrorist. Oh, yeah, playing Navi Araz. He also had another role in a horse racing movie. Shut up. He was in Secretariat. Ah, as far as I can tell. Pretty, pretty similar role from what I can Was he like, hey, it's me, Secretariat? That's exactly what Secretariat says, but I can only tell because I have the confidence of horses. <laughs> so I could listen into that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last human role I'll talk about is uh, Sanjay Ortiz. That's the grandmother. She yeah. was played by Theresa Saldana. Um, she had a major role in the TV show The Commission, which I didn't know about, but she got a Golden Globe nomination for and like did nice. 100-ish episodes. So uh-huh. pretty cool. And had major film credits in Raging Bull and I Want to Hold Your Hand, which are actual films I have heard of. Oh, hmm. uh, but the majority of her Wikipedia page is about a stalking incident that went against her. Like someone stalked her and ultimately ended up in a four-month hospital span for her because she got stabbed 10 times. Oh my so, god. Yeah, that's pretty graphic. Uh, but that led her to be like a severe, significant uh, anti-stalking lobbyist who's gotten multiple laws against stalking passed and wow. more ironclad locked down. So she's also like done a lot of television work and tr- speaking out and trying to protect people from stalking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and now for the horses playing Hollywood Shuffle is Sinbad. All of the horses are stand-up comedians. Okay. Um, It's what I would say their primary role is, but all of them also have other things. Sinbad is a pretty well-known stand-up comedian. At least to me, I know him decently well. He did a bunch of HBO specials. He had his own Fox show for a little bit oh. called The Sinbad Show. Interesting um, you started with Hollywood and not our main horse. I went in the order Wikipedia did because I started typing these out when you were taking Bingo out on a potty break and oh, you had okay. to pause the movie. Gotcha. So I just copied them over and yeah. That's not our main horse, but Sinbad is listed before the TJ voice actor in the credits. Weird. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, maybe because Sinbad's just a bigger person. Yeah, maybe. But honestly, the person playing TJ is not that small other either. Um, yeah, I'm... He's had a lot of TV spots, a lot of random episodes, mainly as himself. Will like come in and be like a little cameo appearance and just play himself mm-hmm. and like stun some film comedy, but nothing crazy. That's just kind of what every stand-up comedian does, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. They have a few random film roles and they be themselves on other shows. Yeah. Doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, playing TJ or Thunder Jam. Yeah, Thunder Jam. Of course. It's Paul Rodriguez. So also a stand-up comedian, um, also many TV roles as himself. He hosted the Newlywed Show for a season. Oh, so that was something. Wow. Yeah. Um. Also, just has. I was looking through his IMDb and I was shocked at how many different animal movies he's been in. Like a lot of the random ass 
um, animal movies you can find. He's been in, like, he's in Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Fuck yeah. And he was in the new Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. We watched that. Um, you, do you want to tell the audience what we did about Clifford the Big Red Dog? I don't know if we'll have a better chance to talk about it. I don't even know why we did this, but we decided we were going to watch the, like, live action. The one that no one really cares about. Yeah, when did it come out? Like, 2021. 2021? Oh, my gosh. Okay. It came to streaming in 22, and that's when we watched it. Yeah, so the, the live action Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, like, came up on Amazon Prime. And we were like, let's watch this movie two minutes at a time. Yes. I think because we kept joking about putting it on. I think people need to take a second to think about what we mean by when we say two minutes at a time. Yeah. So I think we kept joking about putting it on. And you like kept on it. It kept coming up because it was like on the fire TV. Yeah, I have a fire TV. Because it's free to watch. Yeah. And we would always like hover over it and jokingly be like, oh, we're going to watch it because... No, we neither of us really wanted to watch it. Yeah, and then I think you were like, let's watch just two minutes of it. Yeah. And then we're like, we can only watch two minutes of this movie at a time. So, like, for months, we would just... Probably, like, four months. Like, in between watching shows or we're just hanging out or whatever, and we turn on the TV, we're like, oh, let's watch two minutes of Clifford. And we literally, like, time it and watch two minutes of this movie of an hour and a half movie. Yeah, so it took a, a while. Movie. It took a while. We over four months of two minutes per day. It was like not every day either. It was just we kept watching Clifford. And it really changes how you interact with a film. The annoying characters become so much more annoying. And like the things that you find actually funny become so rewarding. There was like one two minute segment that we both agreed was genuinely great. I can tell you there's one two minute segment in Clifford that was genuinely good. Good luck finding what it is. They were like, it was just like an action sequence where they're running away. And it was funny. And, it was and we're like, wow, that was a really good two minutes. And that was the only time we said that. There were other times where we were like, it would be funny with pause on a weird moment or something. But it yeah. really changes how you interact with media when you're just pausing it consistently. Yeah. yeah. And we like, we're, this movie was in our lives for months. We're why, like, wow, we're halfway through. Why we did that? It's we don't have a good answer. Will we do that again? I'm pretty confident for the we will. sequel. There's gonna be a sequel. I forgot. Yeah, there's gonna be a sequel. Oh we God. gotta do it for the sequel. Honestly, what a bit. This is the most we've committed to any like bit or meme. For no one. <laughs> for no one. It was literally just for our like, A couple of our friends know because we would be like, hey, do you want to watch two minutes of Clifford with us? Yeah. But that's it. Because we, we were still living with we were this. we were still living in our college house. So we were like with our roommates. We're like, oh yeah, hey, you want to watch two minutes of Clifford? This is the thing we're doing. And no one really got it. It was it made fucking sense funny. To us. It was funny. Here's and if it's only funny to us, that's fine. <laughs> it's really easy to just turn on something for two minutes. It's such a minor commitment. It's not and like this we never do it if we're like sitting down to go watch something. But we're always Sometimes just sitting it, there, it's usually like, like which, after. Which of our shows are we gonna watch? Or like are we going to start something? It's We don't have enough time. Yeah. And that gets us doing something. Yeah, we're like, well, let's watch two minutes of Clifford and then reset. You know Iconic. what? I recommend. Do it maybe on a different movie than Clifford, but do it for a movie that speaks to you. Yeah. It was pretty fun. spoke to us. How big is he going to get? It depends on how much you love him. 
That is a lie to the movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, the only other voice actor that I had noted it was the voice actor for Cyclone, who's Rick Ducumin. Who, yeah. Guess what? what? He's a stand-up comedian Shut up. who has minor uh, film roles. Shut up. Seriously? Yeah. I bet he's like the only guy like that in this movie. Yeah, yeah he's the only one. Um. Yeah, he has very small roles, but like in bigger movies, like he's in Die Hard and Groundhog Day and Hunt for Red October and a couple other ones. Like Those are good I've movies. heard of, like yeah, but they're like grocery clerk or <laughs> security guard. Oh yeah, you know, get that bag. So and then in this movie, he's like, nah, I'm he's cyclone the horse. All right, the fun facts that I put oh, down. Do you have any? Um, I got I found two. Nice. Um, one is just the random IMDb. Yeah. Uh, it says it is illegal for someone under 18 to buy a horse without their parent guardian's permission. So the horse not being given back was entirely the mom's choice. Okay. I mean, we'll probably talk about it later, but that transaction shouldn't have been legal. Yeah, I, I wrote down regardless. right here no words on if peanuts count as an official sale. Yeah. The, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about like, it. That, that was bullshit. Um, and the other fun fact is this, this got like a legitimate nomination from like the sound editors guild. Really? TV movie sound editing. Like, this, like horse racing and shit? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently that was good in this movie. I didn't notice it, but like I also I didn't also notice didn't it being care. annoying. So it probably was genuinely good quality sound editing. Sure. That's something I'm not tuned in to listen for. Like, you only can really tell for me when it's bad. <laughs> and it, it wasn't bad. So apparently it was great. Yeah. All right, now we finally get to the Disney Plus description. Hell yeah, this is the best part of the movie, guys. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Although her father died in a racing-related accident, Tori Ortiz dreams of becoming a jockey in the predominantly male sport of thoroughbred horse racing. Despite her mother's misgivings, Tori uses a gift her grandmother calls the confidence of horses to help her horse, Thunder Jam, overcome his fears. Then guys him all the way to the California Derby. Couple of notes on this one. They talk about how being a jockey is a predominantly male sport, which is true. But that comes up not at all in the movie. I was literally about to say that like the description makes you think like, oh, they're gonna be like, oh, you can't do this because you're a girl. They don't which, bring like, that up once. It's like kind of fair, but it's less so that she's a girl and more so just that like it's dangerous. Died. Yeah, it's dangerous and her dad died. Like, this isn't a movie about overcoming sexism like some other decoms are. It's really just like, I want a horse race, you know? Yeah. And it's like, the only thing holding you back is your mom thinks it's dangerous because your dad literally died doing it. Yep. So, I mean, that's whatever. really all I had to say about that. I said I had a couple things, but that basically covered what I wanted to well, Yeah, well, about. to the confidence of horses, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... When we were doing our initial marathon and we're like, oh, what decoms should we watch? We like weren't on board for ready to run. And then we read the description and saw that there was a thing called the confidence of horses. Yeah. We're like the confidence of horses. What the hell? That's so funny. Let's watch the movie. And it's not great. All right. Shall we deep dive into the decom? Heck yeah. How's Bingo doing? She's good. She's asleep. She's sleeping. Let's go. She's sleeping on her back. It's really cute. She does that. It's very adorable. All right. The movie opens on a tunnel. (laughs) And suddenly, 
font that you ex- immediately said was extremely stupid. Oh my gosh, it looked like they made it in fucking Microsoft like Word. Word art. <laughs> Microsoft Word. They just like did the little neon highlight in the back is what it looks like. Yeah, it's just like scribble cursive saying ready to run. Ready to run. Who's ready to run? And then Me. despite like showing this tunnel, they immediately cut to a horse race. Yeah, like, it was they, they didn't need to start like very that dramatic for and for what? Oh. And yeah, this is a movie about horse racing. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Um, and it starts like with Thunder Jam. Um, who Jam. later in the movie basically Thunder Jam gets permanently renamed into TJ, kinda. It's short for Thunder Jam. It's short for Thunder Jam. I'm gonna be using them interchangeably, but probably saying TJ a lot. Yeah. But the horse's name is Thunder Jam. Yeah. This goes by TJ. Yeah. yeah. So he's up to the starting block, but he looks really scared. And the jockey's like, I can't handle him. Uh, uh, uh. And then we cut to Corey, who's like talking with him. It's like, man, I'm working on Thunder Jam. I'm going to get him calm. There's like, I'm we're trying to get everything ready. Yeah. She like is one of the workers that helps with the races on a different horse and like, yeah, kind of helps usher the horses and she like exercises them and stuff. So, yeah. Yep, and the race starts, and you get, like, the horse announcer talking about the race, and all the horses have extreme horse racing names because that's the best part of horse racing. Yeah. I like horse racing. I like horse racing, But it's racing also too. very fun to hear the announcers say all these stupid names. Yeah. You you ever see the race where it's my wife knows everything versus the wife doesn't know? No. Those two were, like, neck and neck the whole race, and the announcer was, like, going full heart on it. <laughs> that's really funny. Pretty fun. Oh. Uh, Meanwhile, Thunder Jam got stuck in the gate. He never left. What the heck, Thunder Jam? Yeah. So he's there. Um, and then we just are watching the rest of the race. And it goes on and on. And they decide not to, like, speed it up or cut to the end or anything. No, they need They're to fill the time. whole race. They don't really need to find... They could have cut t- stuff in this movie and still been above... They need to fill the 90 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Um... But suddenly a jockey falls off the horse and luckily, like, it's because the horse got an injured leg. Oh, yeah. And Thunder Jam is, like, running now. He finally made it out. Thunder Jam made it out and he's running. And this other horse, like, is stopped and the jockey fell off. Luckily, no one ran over him. So he survived. But immediately tells us, hey, being a jockey is, like, dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the ambulance comes and checks on him and checks on the horse. And Thunder Jam gets second to last. Yes. Because the other horse is injured and didn't finish. We cut to Corey and Hector, who I wrote at the time, potential father figure. (laughs) I mean, he has the hots for her mom. Um, They're talking about the race. And Corey's like, I want to be a jockey. And Hector's like, no. Your mother won't let that. Ah." Yeah, stuff like that. Um, and we get to hear Garrus, the evil big bad horse owner, talking about the horse that got injured. And the nurse says, hey, the horse isn't going to race again, but could be a ride pony. Like, this horse is still going to live and have a fulfilling life. And Garrus goes, kill it. <laughs> he's like, um, it can't race. Kill it. Yeah, he's going to literally, like, sell it. We, it's a little unclear exactly what he's doing, but his plan is to basically have this horse die so he gets insurance money. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. 
I, Basically, they're like, insurance doesn't pay for an alive Send horse. him to the glue factory. Yeah. there's This movie has a lot of talk about killing horses. More than you would expect for a decom, for sure. Yeah. Like, every, like, fourth scene mentions killing horses. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Yeah. It's, it's surprisingly high. Also, if you paid attention at the beginning of the movie... This movie contains depictions of tobacco use. This is something Kelsey found very funny. I took no notes on it because I didn't think it was that interesting. In the top left corner, you may see that there's a warning for tobacco use. So, so keep an eye out for keep when an this eye tobacco out. use might I, be. I certainly was keeping an eye out. And then it happened at a very obvious point of the movie. <laughs> so don't look too hard. <laughs> Um, yeah. The jockey of Thunder Jam, like, comes back in and he starts yelling around because he's <laughs> mad about TJ. So says, he literally go- yells at Thunder Jam, goes, Thunder Jam, you're pathetic. <laughs> Thunder Jam, you're pathetic. I love when he's storming around. Meanwhile, Corey, our main character, walks around to, like, Thunder Jam goes, saying, oh, oh no, baby, you did good. You you're, did good. You were running so fast at the end. I like you. You're strong and you have a racing heart in you somewhere. Aw. Meanwhile, Garrus, you're like, Garrus is an evil horse owner and he's going to kill that horse. Boo hoo. And I'm sad about that. I'm Corey. (laughs) I'm Corey and I like horses. Yeah. It should be clear. Thunder Jam is not Corey's horse right now. No, she is. Corey's horse, if she has one right now, is Wookiee's Cookie. What? Yeah. She doesn't have a horse. That's the one she is most taken care of right now. Is it the one that she like rides and stuff? I don't think so. Well, she rides a horse around for the horse races. Yeah, but I think the racehorse she's taken care of, because the Wookiee's Cookie rode in that race. Oh, is that one of Hector's horses? One of Hector's horses, horses, yes. Because he owns racing horses and she works for Hector. Yes. Yeah, that so makes sense. If there is a horse she's working with, I was in that race. It was Wookie's Cookie. Wookie's Cookie. Yeah. Again, horse names. Yeah. Um, and Corey is like, go home for dinner. The heck, Hector says that. Like, your mom's going to be waiting for you. And she says goodbye to the horse that's going to die. Like, sad. Bye, and she's like, horse. I don't want this horse to die. And Hector's like, maybe it'll grow wings. Yeah, maybe it'll grow wings and fly, fly away. away. And survive. Yeah. So she gets paid by Hector for a day's work. And she goes home where her brother, Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's just playing jockey in front of the horse, like, TV. That's yeah, there's a horse cool. race on the TV. So and this family just loves horse racing. Well, yeah, their dad did it for a living. Yeah. And he died doing it. But, you know, they Spoiler still like alert. it. Oh, sorry. It was literally in the description. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it's just a generic family relation stuff. The people who live in this are the grandmother, the mom, and then the two kids. Yeah, I think so. The grandmother was the dad's mom, right? I believe so. Because later, when she's like, "Oh, the gift to the family," she said, "Like our family has a gift, and your dad." I believe had so. It. So I'm assuming this is the father's mother. I believe so. Also, the kid is wearing Corey's underwear. Yep, I glossed over that because I'm like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> It's kind of gross, but I mean, they're. I'm assuming he's they're pretending clean. it's a jockey helmet. Yeah, I assume they're clean. Yeah, it would be worse if they weren't. She just kind of takes them off and. Yep. 
goes to her room. Yeah, she just goes and puts her money in her little money box. And yeah, what is you think she's saving for something? They never like just explain. generically. I thought Kids they were save money in like a piggy bank. Yeah, no, awesome. it's fine. I just thought the, like the way they showed it, it was going to be like someday I'll buy a horse or something. Well, the reason they showed it is because in that box was a picture of her dad. Yeah, so it's like oh she her misses dad her in, dad like jockey racing. Gear. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think, like, she'd be saving up for, like, a horse or something. Well, maybe, but, like, I think I think it was just to get an excuse to show a picture of the dad. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Uh, we cut to a family dinner, and they talk about, and how Hector's been on a real cold streak recently, and all his horses are terrible. All his horses suck. Yeah. And um, the mom is just like, you know what? It's going to turn around for Hector. He's a good guy. And mm-hmm. that means you'll have luck. And the grandma's luck. Like, I never have good luck. And I'm a good person. <laughs> so. So your logic yeah. is flawed. Gabby is annoying. I really don't care about him. I didn't even write about him in, like, the actors because I didn't care. <laughs> He's not a part of this movie that matters. He's in, like, four scenes. Yeah, he pretty just, much. He exists because the based on the real story has a brother. Except this Wait, isn't the, based on a real story. I was about to say, this isn't based on a real it story. It just feels like it is, but yeah. it's not. It's a movie about talking horses that has gone a decent length without having talking horses. <laughs> um, Yeah, Corey's like, hey, can I be a jockey? And the mom says, no. no. And she's like, but but dad said I can be anything I want to be. And mom goes, that made him die. Yeah, well, where's your dad now, huh, kid? That turned him into a headstone. Yeah, she said that. This movie is dark. Yeah. It, Talks it about doesn't death earn any good moments. Not really, no. No. Um, and the mom is just, like, sad about this little fight that they had. And the grandma goes, well, what if she has the gift? Yeah, this is after Corey's gone. Like, what if she has the gift? And the mom goes, there isn't a gift. Because my husband's dead. Yeah. There's no gift in that. And whenever the audience is like, what gift? Is this a magical movie? What? She's going to start flying? (laughs) Maybe she's a witch. She goes to Halloween Town. It is a Halloween special. I mean, it's the same director as Halloween Town. Yes. Um... I mean, if you look look at his every movie he's done as a Halloween movie, except for this one, it's like thirteenth year. That's not Halloween transformation. That's scary. Shut up. That is right a on track. No, that's not Halloween. You had me. <laughs> scary. Shut up. You Tiger have... Cruise. <laughs> no. Nothing scary happens in Tiger Cruise. You got me. There. Nothing scarier than nine eleven. All right, there's our 9-11 mention of the episode. Obligatory 9-11 mention. Rare moment that comes from Kelsey. Are you going to cut out your own 9-11 reference? (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. So now it's in Corey in her room, and she looks at the horse chandelier. Her entire room is just completely decked out with horses. Yeah, and at first we thought this was just her room. Now it's her and Gabby's room, which I guess makes it better. But damn, is she a horse Every girl? Every single shelf is a, like a little horse figure. Horse, horse. It's, it's like, weird. what was that show 
where the kids would like swap and like redo each other's rooms. And it's like I don't know if I know this one. It's like you Extreme get a makeover. house makeover. Yeah, but like it was with kids, and they like swap, and they're like, "I'm gonna re, I'm gonna make over your room." And then it's like, "I like horses, kind of." And it's like, "Your whole room is horses now. Here's a stable for you to sleep in, and like, hey, your bed is hay now." And it's like, they just take the one thing you like, and they go so extreme with it. That is Corey's room. She likes horses. Yeah, so just every single inch of this screen is basically covered with a little horse thing. But she looks at her little horse chandelier. It's actually a Pegasus. It's a Pegasus. It's a horse that grew wings and flew. And she goes, I get it now. So <laughs> she, she just say goes that. and runs. To, no, she doesn't say that. But that's she has a light bulb moment and goes, I'm going to go set the horse free that's going to die. Yeah, well, I think it was just like she's thinking about how that horse in his said. She's like, I'm going to go save the horse. Yeah. So she sneaks into the stable and takes the horse. And like the other horses are like, wait, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, they all watch. It's very specific that they like and she watch specifically her shushes Thunder Jam. Goes, yeah, which was weird. Because Thunder Jam starts going, and she's like, Thunder Jam. (laughs) Yeah. And then she just leads this horse and says, come on, get out of here, go. Yeah, and she leaves the fucking harness on his face. Yeah, it was like the blinders or something. No, not the blinders, but like, you know how you, horses have little harnesses like kind of around their mouth Mm -hmm. that goes around their neck. I don't know what it's called, but she leaves it on. And it's like, are you planning on this being a wild horse? Or are you hoping that someone finds the horse? That's what my headcanon is, is that like someone sees a horse and goes, I'm going to take this horse in and then gives it a good life. So the horse runs away into the night, runs up to the top of the hill. Stands up on its hind legs, yeah. waves goodbye, yep. and then Corey waves back. And that's just an extraordinarily silly moment that is played completely seriously. And that's yeah. funny to me. This movie doesn't really go for laughs very much. If this movie was campy, it could be so much better. But it's not but campy. It's, not. it's just, it, it takes, takes itself, itself too way seriously. too seriously. And it's really to its detriment. Yeah. This movie could have been passable. It could have been average. It's I'm not pretty average. confident in that. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. It's so, it's so forgettable. Yeah. All right. But with that action, you suddenly cut to all the horses in the stable whispering amongst themselves. Yeah, they're like whispering whisper, whisper, in whisper, like whisper. English. Yes. Yeah. They're talking in English to each they're other. They're not horse whispering. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Um, and yeah, they're all whispering to each other. And Corey comes in and like, wait, did someone hear me? I hear heard some whispers. I'm scared someone saw me. And that's when the horses decide to reveal, hey, we can talk. Hey, it's me, your horse. horse. Yeah. Thunder Jam says, like, hey Corey, that was a really brave thing you did. Hey Corey, it's me, Thunder Jam. That, no, it's literally the next line is that was me, was that a DJ talkers? And Corey's confused and like, I'm tripping. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, nah, this is real life. We can talk. Like, we should mention the way they talk. This is a disagreement Kelsey and I have about this movie. 
I think it would have been way better if they talked with like little flap and lips, like no. they do Mr. Ed, where they no, put no, peanut no. butter in his mouth and make him go. <laughs> no, 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 that would have been so bad. It would have made. I mean, it would have made it more campy. That's what this movie needs. Therefore, is more camp. Therefore, it would have been like funnier and better. But in actuality, they made the right choice and made the horses talk like telepathically. Yeah. Like the horse will still make head movements yeah. that are normal, but not like mouth movements. No, <laughs> you want the lips to move. Yeah. So Corey's like, I'm tripping. I've done some drugs. <laughs> this the manure's too heavy in here in the leaves. And the horse is like, humans. Humans. They don't understand when I start to talk to them. What the heck? Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Probably could live without them. Yeah, they they there are wild horses. Yeah. Yeah, I've right. played Breath of the Wild. You've done that a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. Because no, Tears of the Kingdom came out, so I'm playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom because I'm actually like up to date with games. What only Nintendo games, but well, yeah, you play Nintendo. That's it. Wow. All right. Just a hard cut into the next day. Yep. And there's just like, um, we see the horse killer, Mr. Garris. <laughs> the horse killer. He's like, oh, well, actually, it's not Mr. Garris. It's the guy who's coming to buy the yeah, horse. Yeah, it's to the kill guy the horse. coming to take the horse. He's like, where the fuck's the horse? And everyone's like, we don't know where the horse is. The horse is gone. Yeah. And Hector and Corey's already talking about it. And Corey's like, I did it. I. I really wanted to save the horse of blah, blah, blah. Just yeah, immediately on single touch, I was like, did Hector, you hear about the horse? Yeah, Hector's like, you didn't have anything to do with this, did you? And Corey's like, oh, I, I just wanted to save the horse. Like, dude, just say no. And Hector literally goes while she's admitting everything. Oh, so you had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I didn't, like, he doesn't oh, care. I didn't he doesn't think want he did. her. Yeah. He wanted, this was a good outcome for her. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he doesn't like killing horses he's like yeah no i didn't think you had anything to do with it like Corey, chill out it's okay <laughs> yeah so then we go to the stable and it's <laughs> like showing up is i wrote him down as lasso boy this is moody it's moody he is a circus rider yeah he does little tricks on riding horse and this whole scene he's just spinning a lasso yeah yeah he's like look at my cool little tricks and um, the like agent for this guy comes up to Hector and goes, Hey, you need a jockey? Hector's and he's like, like, I don't need to buy a horse and I don't need a jockey. And it's like, You actually don't have a jockey right now because you suck. <laughs> All your horses, All your horses suck. So, yeah. Um, so he like talks him into getting a jockey. He talks him into considering of. it at this point. Yeah. Right now, he wasn't planning on yeah. getting hiring him. But, like, he's like, well, I will consider it. And he's like, he has a lot of experience as a circus rider. He's like, and a circus rider? What He ultimately heck? threatens to inject a horse dewormer into the salesman. That's the last we see of the salesman. Oh, my God. Yeah. That happened. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. Yep. That happened. I promise. Okay. Yeah. And not even to, like, cure COVID or anything. <laughs> uh. Um... 
All right, now we get to finally learn a bit more about the confidence of horses. Fuck yeah. So Grandma and Corey are, like, talking about the horse racing, because apparently there's horse racing, like, every day. Yeah, you mentioned that Grandma uses, like, toothpicks. Yeah, she bets using toothpicks. What does that even mean? I wonder if it's because she has such a bad gambling habit that she can't use real money. She uses toothpicks in place of money so that she's not just losing money all the time. That's my guess. All right. You but do yeah, you, they Grandma. don't really explain it. Again, it feels like it would be something out of a true story that they just put in for historical accuracy without explaining. Yeah. But it's not a true story, so why? So what the heck is going on? They never really explain it. Yeah, Corey slowly starts going like, man, I kind of heard these horses talk to me. That was weird, right? And the grandma goes, la confianza de cabellos. Did you say that right? I, I wrote it. You took Spanish. So I did. I, I trust you more I than I would Spanish trust me. I took Spanish for not many years. <laughs> but you more than me. I Yeah, I did like three years of high school Spanish. And I'm done. And then Corey goes, the confidence of horses? The confidence of horses. And yes, people in this family have had the power to talk to horses for years. <gasps> and also... It's only people who have pure hearts. That's why I can't talk to Yeah, them. Corey's like, Grandma, that means you can talk to horses? And she's like, nah, I'm a you bitch. You think I would be losing these bets if I could talk to horses? Yeah, she's like, nah, I'm not a good person. They only talk to people who are good people. This is why you can't rig a horse race. You can't just talk to the horses and be like, hey, I'll give you guys the profits. Because <laughs> they're like, you're not a good person. Um, but her dad could talk to horses. Back when he was alive. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty crazy. Now we cut to the horses who are all going to be in this race. I think this is Cyclone, Thunder Jam. We need Cyclone here? I I thought it was just Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cyclone comes later for the first time. Okay. Regardless, the horses are talking to each other and they're really just shit talking. They are. And they're also like hitting on the one female horse. Yeah. It's more sexist than it needs to be. <laughs> I mean, this movie came out in 2000, so you gotta expect some sexism sprinkled in there. Yep, you can't do that. Um, And yeah, all the horses are just kind of annoyed, and they're getting annoyed with every, like, little thing, but whatever. And Corey's the only one that can hear, and it's like, you guys don't hear that? Huh? Corey's like, what? 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 Huh? I can hear horses. And then meanwhile, um, Thunder Jam's just doing... I think I can. I think I can. Doing the little engine that could. Yeah, because he's not good at racing. Yeah, which, how does he know the little engine that could? That's what I want He's know. He just came up with it on his own. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. And meanwhile, Garrus and Hector just start smack-talking to each other. They're just, Garrus is like, I'm going to be mean to you. And Hector's like, dope the dope. Yeah, Garrus is like, I'm going to win this race. It's... Just a small thing. And suddenly, like, the, all the horses are still talking to each other. And Thunderjam goes like, uh-oh, I need to poop. Yeah, I need to poop. Let me out of the gate. I need to poop. And Garrus's horse, Thunderjam, doesn't get out of the gate because he needs to go to the bathroom. Yeah, the so, race starts and he's pooping. Yeah. Long story short, everyone makes fun of Garrus because his horse just can't run out of the gate. So... Garrus, after the race, is like, man, I'm just going to go kill Thunder Jam. He literally, he was shit-talking so bad. For anything. He was shit-talking 
Hector so bad. He's like, obviously, I'm going to win. And then the Thunder Jam comes in dead fucking last. Like, you already know that this horse sucks at getting out of the gate. And you're going to shit talk that much. Something I thought I caught in the very, very beginning of this movie was them saying that Thunder Jam was like a favorite. And that's Are you so- less sure? I mean, I'm not 100% confident that I didn't write a note about it. Oh, um, but it feels weird because either that means this is a decent horse that's just had a bad rut of getting out of gates, or this is a bad horse that was a favorite for somebody. For some fucking reason, because Garrus is like, uh, it's my horse, and he's obviously good. Yeah. And also, we learn later his dad won, uh, like, Kentucky Derby or something, so. Yeah, well, I mean, that's true for a lot of horses. Yeah, you well, know, maybe maybe they're like the bloodline. The sperm rights that yeah. you do the actual horse racing. Yeah. Um. So Corey hears him complaining about TJ. When meanwhile, T like Garris goes, "Man, I would sell him for a bag of peanuts right now." And Corey literally just goes, "Here you go. Here you go. I, I have got, a bag I of peanuts." peanuts. And like, Garris takes the deal. Yeah, because she's like, "You said you would." do it for a bag of peanuts right well here's a bag of peanuts and he's like too proud to go back on it that he doesn't he can at least get like he can kill the horse and eat the meat i don't know like he can There's sell a you horse can you can sell a horse yeah for a lot of money this like probably so not as dumb. much probably not as much for like a racing horse you can just sell the horse as a horse this is such a dumb plot point and it's really glossed over okay the fact though that they like treat this transaction as final like Corey has a horse now yeah, this no is not a plot con- point in the rest of the movie. There's no fucking contract saying that this is her horse. She doesn't have... Well, there's no paper trail. He yeah. probably ate the peanuts. <laughs> it's, Your Honor, <laughs> he still has the peanuts. <laughs> no, like, okay. S- slight spoiler. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, TJ starts doing well in races. Shocking. And... and it's never a plot point for Garrus to say, hey, actually, I own this horse, so could, I need them. I get the genuinely, money. I feel, get away with that. He could take them to court and say, he would win. I own this horse. Yeah, and he, he would, would win. win. He would win. She'd be like, no, I gave you a bag of peanuts for him. And he'd say, that's not fucking legally binding. Like, I own this horse. Here's the paperwork. Here's the, like, purchase certificate or whatever. And I get the earnings, but that's never a plot point in the movie, and it pisses me off. I don't know. Um, yeah. So Garris tells her after getting a bag of peanuts, "You overpaid for this horse." Yeah. So he just how like, he just really is too proud, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I meant what I said. This horse fucking sucks." And TJ blows a raspberry at him as he yeah. leaves. I, I think guess that would look better thing. with. Yeah, that is literally a horse oh, wait. thing. He went, like, with his tongue, though. Yeah, that's not a horse thing. <laughs> I feel like that would have been better with some peanut butter in the mouth, but that's just me. <laughs> Give me the moving horse lips. <laughs> uh, no. Give me the Mr. Red. No. All right. So then it cuts to, like, the mom hearing about the transaction and being like, man, I didn't agree to have a horse in the house. <laughs> well, it's not in sleep? the house. <laughs> Oh, it's not in the house. Yeah. And Corey's like so excited and goes like, oh, my God, we're going to do so well. 
We're going to win so much money. We're going to get my mom the house she always wanted. Yeah, she owns a horse now. Yep. It's pretty and exciting. The mom says, nah, you're going to have to give them back. Yeah. And I said to like, we can't pay for a horse. We can't store a horse. If if my kid just like got a horse, I'd be pissed. But the fact that she got him for a bag of peanuts, like that's like, investment. Oh, you're going to get a lot of money off of yeah, selling I would, this horse. I would say, let's sell the fucking horse. And the kid would be like, no, this is my horse. And I'll say, we're going to sell the fucking horse. Like, mm-hmm. that's how we're going to get the house. But then maybe they'd be like, no, it's going to win so much more in winnings. And I'll say, Look, have you seen his track record? It doesn't get out it of does. the gate. Yeah. It would be a whole argument. And like, of course, like, I'll pay for him myself. I'm like, how? But whatever. yeah, well, then they say he'll earn his he'll food. He'll do his winnings. Yeah, through his winnings. He'll like yeah. pay his way. And Hector's like, well, he can stay here in the stable that I own, like right next door. Yeah, it's literally like right next to their house. Nope. Yeah, so he's like, he can stay in my stable. I have plenty of room. And the mom ultimately gives in. They get to keep TJ. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he'll just earn his food with his winnings. And the mom goes, what if he doesn't win? And Hector goes, then he'll fit right in with all my horses. All right, then we cut to Gabby and Gory just playing, pretending to be jockeys together. Yep, they share a room. Yep, and the mom's like, hey. Just because you own a horse doesn't mean you're a jockey. That's still banned, right? Yeah. And then the kids just go to sleep in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cool. know why that was needed, but okay. Cool. Cool. All right. And then it's the next day with, like, she's with TJ and Hector comes in, right? Is that the next scene? Yep. She says, good morning, TJ. And he says, morning. And she's like, what? what? Wait, you can talk to me? The confidence of horses. Whoa. I think I'm insane. This can't be real. What the heck? And TJ's like, yeah, I'm I'm bad at racing, so... <laughs> yeah, TJ's like, I'm not going to race. I'm like, bad. Okay, but like, have you ever tried trying? And he's like, bruh. Just yeah. like, Also, leave I'm me alone. talking to a horse. That's weird. <laughs> she says that, basically. Yeah. It, that's a lot what this is worse. Like, it sounds funnier when we talk about it, but it's played so seriously. She's that like, it's oh my not gosh. Entertaining. Oh my gosh, I'm talking to a horse. What am I doing? A horse, of course. Um Yeah. And she's like, I'm the only one that can hear you. And Hector like comes in and's like, hey, the only reason I'm letting TJ say is because you wanted him, but he's not racing because yeah. he fucking sucks. Yeah. So he literally like Talk to the mom, like, oh, yeah, he'll earn his food. What a nice thing to do, honestly. He did, and he was lying. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to race this horse. This horse sucks at racing. Which I totally defend his decision. Hector's cool. Hector is cool. He's like, I just, I want you to keep your horse. Like, don't worry about it. We'll give him food. We'll give him a place to live. You can just have a horse. And TJ's like, I'm hungry. And Corey's like, we're going to go work out, actually. And that's the whole scene. Yeah, she's like, can I at least still, like, take him for a workout? Because she's like, I want to go train him to she race. She still wants him to race. Yeah. But he's but like, nah. Like, Fine, so she's yeah, like, go exercise. And it's your horse. I don't care. Yeah, so. So they go on the exercise ride. And then suddenly, Thunder Jam, TJ, sees a poodle. Yeah, they never explain what a poodle's doing here. Nope. And we never see the poodle again or anything. Yeah. And gets freaked out and starts running in the opposite direction. Yeah. And he's sprinting 
very fast. They were very fast. Hector's like, oh my god, that horse is running fast. Let me grab my big stopwatch and start timing. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, at first, like, wait, when does he start and stop the stopwatch? (laughs) But he probably just, like, had a marker. Yeah, because he says, like, oh, he made it, like, an eighth of the way or whatever in this amount of time like when they meet up. So he, like, timed out a certain and amount after seeing how fast he is hector's like you know what yeah he's gonna race but that means we need a jockey we need to train him like start over we need to start training yeah. him and we need a jockey so um she's like can i be the jockey and hector says no no Th- that plot point doesn't come till the very end you should know this so this brings back moody who was yeah. the jockey that they were trying to get sold earlier oh yeah he's yeah. a circus and they just, boy it cuts to him doing tricks on i think it's tj that he's doing these tricks yeah on, no it's on tj where he does stuff like little handstands on the horse yeah and he like, like runs on the ground for a second yeah and then he's backwards circus tricks yeah it's pretty fun honestly i wonder if that was actually the actor doing that or if they got like it's a just done it's gotta be a stunt dang though. it especially knowing that the actor actually does acting yeah but it was really fun to watch no, it's cool. Um, and yeah, he gets given the gig and calls Corey a dude. And she's like, I'm not a dude. And says, this mule is really cool. And TJ's like, I'm a horse. <laughs> he gets the gig, whatever. Welcome to the movie. <laughs> and then TJ goes, I'm a horse. And then she's like, well, I'm a That's girl. That's all TJ talks <laughs> about is, I'm a horse. The closest thing we have to like, you know, the description is like, oh, this is a man's sport. The closest thing we get is Moody kind of being like, hey, dude. And she's like, I'm not a dude. Even though dude is it's pretty quite gender often neutral. gender neutral. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't care, but it's okay. Like, if she cares, fine. She's like, I'm not a dude. Yeah. Moody is kind of a himbo. He is a himbo. Yeah. The only question is, does he respect women enough? I think he does enough. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get on that more later. He just says dude, which honestly... Isn't it's really a himbo bad. thing in of itself. Yeah. It's just because he's dumb. Oh, yeah. And so he starts, like, hugging people after getting the job to be the jockey. And Corey's oh, like, yeah, touch so me excited. and die. Touch me and die. Yeah. And he kisses TJ, and TJ's like, what the heck? What the heck? I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm a horse. Did you know I'm a horse? I can talk, but only Corey can hear me. But I don't move my lips. <laughs> um. Yeah. So now they're game planning what they're gonna do with TJ. This is where they actually go. Like, okay, TJ was in all the wrong races. He if he did these other races, he would be doing a lot yeah. better. He says that multiple times, and he doesn't elaborate what he means yeah, by like, like these are the, the wrong distance. Races. Probably like the ground, maybe like turf versus yeah. but track. They don't say it probably because they don't want to actually write into the script which ones he's good at and which ones he's bad at because that was probably written before they cast it. That's the too much detail for the audience. This is yeah. a kids movie that we yeah. don't need to know. It's fine. I'm not going to complain about yeah. not knowing that, but uh, they don't. They just elaborate. He, they're just like we're going to give at least somewhat of an excuse of why he was bad before and why he's good now. Yeah. And Corey's like, all right, you can pull TJ out right now. I know you're not the jockey, and it's your horse. If you don't want him to race, we don't have to race him. She's like, no, race him. But we need to build up his confidence first. Yeah, Yeah. the confidence of horses. So then we get into 
like a small training montage. I don't even know if it's a montage, actually. No, it's not. This one's not a montage. They do They're a lot of montage. They're just trying to get TJ into the gate, and he doesn't want to, and it's a lot of him talking to me like, I don't want to go in there. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then he eventually just launches Moody off the horse. Off of himself. Like through the gate. Yeah. He's like, I told you so. I don't want to get out of the yep. gate. And then we get to Hector going into the mom's restaurant. Oh, this. She's same. like a waitress at. Yeah, a little diner. Yeah. And she goes in there and they just start flirting with each other. Oh my gosh, they're really, really flirting. Yeah. It's a boring conversation. I don't write much about it. There's a whole side plot about these two getting together. And it's, and it's not even, like, that big of a plot. No. And I'll talk about this a little more later, maybe. But considering how close he was to the death of her husband. It's weird. It's a little weird. She really has the hots for him. I'm like, did you have the hots for him while your husband was still alive? Yeah. I want to know that. I feel like if... If we saw a prequel to this movie, it would feel Whoa. so weird. Especially in this conversation, he's like, I saw this girl once and she like redefined beauty and she was amazing. It's like, is that the first time you ever saw her? Because that's when she was married to yeah. the jockey that you worked with. Yeah. Who it's, died. Like, it's, it's weird. weird. And they don't talk about it. And it's fine because they should talk the least about this. It's this is a kid's it's the worst movie. plot in a bad movie. It's a kid's movie. These kids don't care about these adults flirting with each other. This like, movie I tried to be something real special and it didn't. <laughs> it's not special. Yeah. All right. So now Corey is like yelling at TJ being like, hey, you got to actually try and stuff. And TJ was like, I'm going to quit. I'm yeah. going to be done. And Corey's like, okay, you want to see what's going to happen if you quit? It takes him to a kid's birthday party. Where he could like is giving kids rides, which he's way too big of a horse to yep. like actually be giving kids rides because racehorses are big, right? Yeah. yeah, they are. And TJ's like, man, I thought I'd be a stud. Yeah, and she's like, studs are for horses that win. Yeah, you, you gotta win to be a stud. You, you are not win. going to the stud farm to like just live out your best life. You are a plug. They keep you saying plug. That must be a term. It must be a term. Do I care enough to Google it? No. Yeah, I don't. Good call. Um, so she, this conversation ultimately just gets TJ to go in the gates. He's now cool yeah. with it. We're really underrepresenting how much this horse talks. He's constantly talking mm -hmm. every scene he's in. Because then he comes out and he's like, I'm a stud. I'm a stud. I'm a stud. I'm a stud. And he starts racing and he just like never shuts up. Yep. It's boring. <laughs> talking horses should be more entertaining. I hey, wish it's me, moved. the horse. Hey, it's me, the horse. Hi, Corey. That was a brave thing you did saving that horse. Yep. And he starts, like, training with Hollywood, and they, like, are racing with each other and enjoying it, and they're having a good time. Mm -hmm. Hard cut into just a random fashion montage. <laughs> There's <laughs> so many hard cuts. Hard cut. There are so many random hard cuts in this movie. The editing sucks. Like, <laughs> I could have made this in Windows Movie Maker. It does. This doesn't make sense. It's like this era of decom. So having a fashion montage, sure, that's obligatory. Yeah, now. they're like, we need to get Moody a jockey uniform, and they're at this like 
boutique like what and they do a fucking fashion montage for him getting his uniform and they do a lot of different looks and they're like uh, uh, uh. and then he just has a generic jockey except it has like musical notes on it which yeah. is really cute actually <laughs> thousands into it i like the musical notes because that's his thing he likes music we'll, we'll learn about that later yeah um so that's it that was the whole fashion montage if it existed for some Sometimes reason. Sometimes movies need random fashion montages, mm-hmm. you know, especially DCOMs. Um, Hector then goes to sign TJ up for a race, and the organizer's like, oh, you got a horse entering race? That's great. I got a lot of races that need horses. And he goes, I'm going to put Thunder Jam in, and the organizer goes, but he's shit. He's a like, shit horse. Why? Why? Huh? Don't race Thunder Jam. Don't you, like... Is there not a part of him that wants to race a shit horse so that other horses do well? I feel like that would be fine, but apparently not. Maybe you just want to make sure the quality of racing is at a good enough level. I guess. That people keep coming. Like, things happen at races all the time. I feel like a lot of races have just one horse that's, like, way fucking behind, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, And then, so he's like, man... Don't put Thunder Jam in. I can't do it. And then Hector just points at like a painting in a room and goes, you see that horse? He's kind of like the goat here. I trained that horse. I I trained that horse. So funny because it's just a painting of a horse. We don't get to really see the full painting. They don't show it. They just have like the side angle of him pointing at it. Mm -hmm. We don't get to know who this horse is. They don't really explain. Like, is that Secretariat? I trained Secretariat. Um, also, they say ready to run in this conversation. Also, He's quite a few in the previous run. conversation. They name drop the movie a lot, but it's such a generic title that it's kind of hard not to. We also like to insert ready to run a lot while we were watching it. Pretty much any chance we got, we go, oh my God, we're we ready to, to run. We find our own entertainment while watching this movie. So we just say the title of the movie. Yes. All right. So... Corey is kind of mad that Moody doesn't know how to be a jockey because yeah. Moody doesn't know how to be a jockey. He's a circus it's like, performer. put your hands here. Eh, eh. And Moody's like, I'm going to listen to music while I run so I can match the mood of the horse. I'm going to put like Pearl Jam on or Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, he says Led reasons. Zeppelin, right? Does he yeah. Say? yeah. Led Zeppelin, Pearl Jam, and Red Hot Chili Peppers are the three bands he name drops. And then he goes, it's a weird combo, but okay. <laughs> then he goes, here, Corey. You take a listen. And she loves it. Okay, but the song they start playing, because then it cuts into a montage. Literally, the song is like, yeah, you ready to run. It is not like Dude. any of the bands that he was talking about. Like, damn, Pearl Jam really, like, <laughs> really went it folk. these days. Really went, like... <laughs> They easy just, listening. They're like the, that's what this is. It's easy listening. They're like the dumbest folk pop songs ever, and they're like, yeah, rock and roll, man. This is the like Survivor Winners at War song is winner. more like edgy than this. Oh, <laughs> it's like, damn, this is really like Red Hot Chili Peppers right here. Led Zeppelin, who? Like, oh my god, the song is not good. Yeah. And you get a montage of the horse running. Yeah, and Corey's like, wow, I really yeah, like bro. listening to music. <laughs> Music's the best. Cut back to the diner where the parents are flirting more. Oh, my gosh. And then, then, I don't care. Skip over that. And the kids were like, hey, can you put TJ in a race? And Hector's like, um, 
Take a look at this. I, I want to bet on horse number seven, and they're oblivious for far too long. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to put him in a race. Let's let's look at this, like, Friday's race or whatever. And it's showing that, oh, it's Thunder Jam that race. And Moody thinks some other horse stole Thunder Jam's name. They're <laughs> like, Thunder Jam. And Corey's like, oh, my gosh, it's Thunder Jam. He's in a race. And Moody goes, oh, my God. He took our horse's name? Like, he's such a himbo. Really it was funny. Yeah. So that is that. And now they're getting ready to race. Because they are not quite They're getting ready, ready to, to run. run. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get probably like the emotional climax like of the dialogue of the film here where they're going to explain everything that happened to the dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like a film session between Hector and Corey where they're like game planning. Hey, when this happens with the horse, we should go like this. Yeah. We should pass around like that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Hector's like, man... I do have beef with Garrus. You're you're right. I do. I I don't like. I hate him. that guy. Yeah. So apparently, Garrus, Mister Evil Horseman. Yeah. Oh, um, the big bad of the movie. He hired Hector to begin with. He Hector worked for him. Yeah. And Garrus, um, had a horse. I think it was Mendeley. I don't. I didn't actually write the name down. Uh, the horse, but who was doing well and making them a lot of money. That was trained well and had a bad hoof. But the vet missed it. Hector noticed it and was like, Garrus, you got to scratch the horse. He can't run. Yeah. And Garrus said, no, the vet checked it out. That's fine. So um, Hector quit the job right there. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. And ran to try and find the jockey to be like, hey, don't run. Don't run. The horse is going to die. No, but the horse is injured. Yep. And... But they weren't able to get the jockeying time. The race gets run. And while the horse is in the leave, it like trips and falls. And the jockey gets trampled and dies. Yeah. And spoiler alert. And I'm not saying spoiler alert because this is what it actually, they say it here. Yeah, that was Corey's dad. Yeah. He was the jockey that died. Knowing what we know, Corey's dad had the gift to talk to horses. Mm-hmm. Why didn't the horse say, I think the my horse hoof is know. bad? That's my only guess. And how the fuck did Hector know? Hector can't sp- speak to horses, but he can see horses and but be the trained But the vet didn't know. The and the horse didn't in. know. The what vet the hates their job. I think the horse should have said, hey, Hector. Not Hector. Hey, hey. Corey's dad. <laughs> my hoof I'm is. a horse. <laughs> I'm a horse. Because you can talk to any horse, right? Yeah. That's he thing. can listen to them at least. Yeah. Well, because the horses just maybe he didn't have English. the gift. Maybe he just he lied wasn't about pure it. Hard enough. He lied about it. Yeah. He's like I can definitely talk to horses. He he meant it like metaphorically of like I feel like the horses speak to me because I understand them on a deeper level. You know. While they're telling the story, the mom pops in because apparently she's also in this room. I don't know. It's like the barn. and it's like, hey, it wasn't your fault. He died, Hector. Also, can we just... That's not actually what happens. <laughs> also, me. let's... They're kiss. still flirting. And I wrote down, like, the pre-existing relationship here makes it weird to me. Yeah, she's like, it's not your fault, Hector. It's not your fault my husband died. Yeah, and it's like she has the hots for him. Yeah. It's weird. And the mom's like, I'm not going to go to the race because that's where my husband's... Yeah, because Corey's like, are like, you coming tomorrow? It's like, you coming tomorrow? And the mom's like, no, I can't. I have too many memories there. And then that 
I mean, just like, but Hector's a great trainer. You're going to do great. Oh, yeah, she's like, Hector's the best. Go back to more strategizing. Yeah. All right. Now it's the next day. It's time for the race. Thunder Jam's grand return. Heck yeah. Yeah. So they come to the horse track where um, TJ, Moody check in with the horse. And Moody's like, man, I don't like my plant pants. They're too slippery. Oh, yeah, because he's used to circus pants. Yep. And Garrus is, like, angry that Thunder Jam's here. Because, yeah. Like, this horse was useless. This what, dumb what horse that I gave away for a bag of peanuts. Yeah. Yep. And all the horses are just angrily talking at each other because that's what you do when you're a horse. They're like, hey, I'm a horse. Yep. You're going to lose. Um, You had me write this down because apparently one of the announcers says that TJ is not number seven. Okay. Okay. So... Psych, this is the race Cyclone is in, where yes. we get to meet Cyclone. And they're like, what is Cyclone doing here? He's a way better horse. And they're like, oh, he's just like getting yeah. some practice in for the bigger races. Um, and they're like, Cyclone getting into gate seven. Like an announcer says that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Thunder Jam is number seven. They said it in the newspaper. And then I look and Thunder Jam is wearing number seven. And then they say Cyclone is in gate six. Like, what? They just messed up. Yeah, they kept it in, but who cares? It was so yeah. dumb. And Corey's talking to TJ because TJ's like, I can't do this. I'm bad at racing. Yeah, and Cyclone <laughs> is so good. Cyclone's like, Cyclone's shit talking. Yeah. Cyclone's like, you're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm a horse. You're not a horse. <laughs> um. Yeah. So TJ's just freaking out about this and they're in the gate. Yeah. And well, TJ's freaking out and this is like seconds before the race starts. And I don't know how she can still be right next to him at this point. She just takes the headphones that um, Moody's Moody. listening to, the music, and puts them on TJ's head. Yeah. On like his temple. Yep. Like kind of near his eyes. If you know what a horse looks like. Their ears are There's on not the a good top. place to put headphones. Yeah, on a horse, because like their ears are at the top of their head, right? Sticking up. Um, you could put like earbuds in. Earbuds would work. Headphones would headphones not. don't. She just kind of puts it on his head and he goes, Whoa, okay. Music. Yeah. And then the race starts and TJ's absolutely killing it. Like smoking the conversation he's in first. And I wrote down that I feel like the headphones are cheating. This is a plot point later on. Yeah. We'll talk about it more there. I still think the headphones are cheating. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're pretty. It's pretty weird. Um, uh, Cyclone is catching up to TJ though, and they like are now neck and neck, and it's getting close to the finish. And Cyclone like knocks TJ over. Yeah. And TJ gets hurt. Yeah. Thunder Jam's hurt and limps to the hurts. line and gets like six, is what I wrote. I don't think he got last, but it was like close to it. Yeah, he after did, leaving he didn't the whole way because yeah. he got injured. Yeah. Yep. And he the nurse comes to check on and he's like, please don't kill me, nurse. Yeah, he's like, Don't shoot me. It's not broken, I swear. Again, dark. Yep. And in the next scene, the nurse is like, Yeah, the damage isn't that bad. You just need to rest for a little bit. Yeah, he, he just sprained it. Like there's some swelling. So as long as he rests up and they like ice it or whatever, it'll get better. Yep. And then we get Corey and TJ talking to each other and like Man, isn't music great? And TJ's like, yeah, I'm going to do a little dance. <laughs> and 
It sounds like I'm joking, but that person is playing completely like straight like that. That literally happens. He does a little dance. He's just like, I'm going to do a dance. (laughs) Oh, ow, my leg. Yeah. Corey's like, don't dance. You're injured. And the mom's watching. He's like, she has the confidence of horse. Yeah, she literally says. She has the gift. (laughs) Not only does she say she has the gift, she goes, well, what was the name of it? La confianza de cabellos. She he has the, the gift. gift. So dramatic. It is. Again, I wish this movie was sillier. Because that could have been really funny to say both of those. I wrote, and all the emotions and for what? Because it's like so much like pulling into the deep well of emotions for these. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly we get into a montage. Um, well, actually, first. Hector and Corey are putting ice on TJ. Yeah. Yeah. And Moody brings in a newspaper, which is like, yo, look at this. TJ limps to the line, but everyone loves it. Everyone loves Thunder Jam. And everyone's like, wow. And I'm like, horse racing is the only thing they report on in this town. That's the only thing that matters in this whole town. Yep. So then we get a little training montage. It's not actually a training montage. It's a winning montage. It's a winning montage. The horse has not won a race yet that we've seen. It's gotten like six as best. But this montage, it wins like all of the seven races. races. Yeah, all yeah. of them. And what we just see all the horse newspaper articles of like, Thunder Jam wins again. Thunder Jam, have my baby. This is where Garris should have said, I own this fucking horse. Yeah, Garris is mad about this. and right Yeah, he's, so. he's pissed. He's like, what the hell? This horse is winning now? Like, dude, just go to court. And, like, it's becoming a status symbol to be wearing the headphones on a horse. Okay, the headphones are really cute. It's like the yellow, the trademark yellow headphones with little horse ears on it. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Um. So then we go to a party for Thunder Jam. Everyone's celebrating his big wins, and he's, like, killing it and probably making a boatload of money, honestly. He's doing good. Um. And the party has a mariachi band there. And I find that fun because I feel like it's fun whenever a mariachi band shows up. Because it's only on funny situations that a mariachi band's somewhere. And the Hector and the mom are talking about how good TJ is and how good Corey is. And they're flirting. They're flirting a lot. He's like, remember the woman I talked about that was the most beautiful in the world? Does she want to dance? Why don't you ask her? And yeah, they start dancing. Then immediately after they start dancing... It gets cut off because someone yeah, doesn't speak. They're going to make an announcement. The race announcer guy's like, hey, y'all know Thunder Jam? Yeah, we love Thunder Jam. He's pretty cool. He's so cool. Yeah. Um, And everyone's like celebrating. And he's like, I'm sorry. I made fun of Thunder Jam when you tried to enter him immediately. I thought he sucked, but obviously he's pretty good. Hector's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, well, now I got to announce the real big wig people here and like a guy in a suit comes in and goes hey you guys know about the gold rush derby we can't say kentucky derby because that's unbelievable i'm pretty sure they say though oh yeah you mean for this yeah Yeah. so yeah it's a gold rush derby it's a derby i've never heard of yeah because i only know of like the triple crown pretty much yep Um, and i go to canterbury park in minnesota and that's my exposure to horse racing. <laughs> and it's like, well, I entered him into this big derby. Yeah, it's a half million dollar. And the group's like race. a little worried about it because the turnaround's in like two days. Yeah, Hector's like, that race is in two days. And he's like, are you saying 
Thunder Jam's not ready. And he's like, well, yeah, he's ready. And the man in the back room goes, TJ will be great. <laughs> TJ will be great. It's just it's a like random. That. It's like in Camp Rock when they go, I love the just random bits of dialogue from people in the crowd. It's so that, good. <laughs> TJ yeah. will be great. I mean, I love the like sports too. You ever watch? You ever watch golf on TV? You ever watch sports? Because I I actually hate it in golf, but this is the one where it's the most clear example of it. That anyone hits a ball at any point, and like it's a par five, and it's the tee shot, and someone hits it, and someone will yell in the hole. In the hole. Yeah, no, I have and definitely I heard that. Very that. Silly. In the hole. What else are you gonna do at a golf tournament? It's probably boring as shit because. You gotta wait around for the next golfer to come by, you know. So when they hit it, follow the ball. No, so when they actually hit it, you gotta do your thing. You gotta go in the hole. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And Garris is like, "Well, it's gonna take more than headphones to win the Derby." I'm mad about this election. You shouldn't have picked him. He's too small of a horse. And everyone's like, "This horse has fans." So like let's put attention it's bring on the a derby. Crowd. Yeah. This whole town will come out to see this horse because so it's the only thing they fucking care about. Harris is like pissed about this, and Hector goes, "Yeah, it'll take more than headphones to win. It'll take heart." Yeah, burn. <laughs> and then that. we get like a ten second rant focus of the camera on a random mariachi guy. <laughs> they needed to fill time. I'm telling you. Yep. Um, and while they're all talking about this, Moody and Corey are talking. They've really developed like a good friendship. Yeah, they're friends this. now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Moody's like, "Man, it's cool that TJ's in the Derby oh, and all." No, no, first Corey goes, "Isn't this so exciting? Like that TJ gets to be in a Derby. I I'm so happy right now." And then Moody goes, "Yeah, that's cool and all, but doesn't this kind of fucking suck for you? Like you should be the one racing." Yeah, he's like, I would be so sad if I were you. Cause, She's <laughs> like, I wasn't even thinking about it. He's like, because I know how much you want to race. And you're a good rider. You're a good rider, Corey. You should be able to race. And it's like, Moody, why would you make her sad in this moment? She was so happy that her horse is going to be in a, this derby. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, but this must fucking suck for you. All right, now we get a sketchy little cut to a quiet barn room. It keeps cutting back and forth between these two scenes, and it's so abrupt. This is where the editing really just sucks. Like, it's like getting whiplash. Um, So it's a quiet little barn room that Garris is sneaking into. And Kelsey, out loud while we were watching this, says, He's going to Tanya Harding the horse. It's so, like, eerie, right? You see, it's, like, a big wide shot, and there's a guy creeping in, like, oh, he's definitely going to Tanya Hardy the horse. Yep. And Garrus and TJ go face-to-face, and they start, like, talking to each other. Notably, it's just Garrus talking to TJ. TJ... Yeah, Garrus doesn't have the confidence of horses. No. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be weird if he did. Yeah, he's not a good guy. That's back to Corey being like, hey... I can talk to horses, by the way, Moody. Hey, Moody, I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone. And Moody's like, oh, yeah, I talk to, like, rabbits. 
Oh no, he didn't he say like, oh, I had a hamster once. Oh, or yeah. so. I had a hamster that I used to talk to sometimes. And Corey goes, Did it talk back? What he's like, no. <laughs> That's pretty silly. Not back to Garrett's putting a cigar in the stable to set it on fire. Yeah, he's like smoking a cigar. This is the tobacco use, by the way, guys. <laughs> I found it. I had my keen eye out for it. You take the pin out. Take the pin out. Boop. Definitely was tobacco in this movie. The warning was warranted. Okay. So in case you're like, should I show this to my kids? Just know he's smoking a cigar. And he's like, hey, horse. You, <laughs> I hate your guts, horse. And TJ's like, I'm a horse. He's like, man, I'm a horse. And he's like, nah, I hate you, horse. And then he like flicks his cigar. And the barn sets on fire. Did he do this on purpose? Because honestly, it's unclear. I think he did. What's? I mean, he was going into the barn for a reason. Was it just to shit talk a horse? Or was it to light a barn on fire? I think it was lightning it on fire. He wanted to kill this fucking horse. Yeah. He's like, I'm so mad. He owns the horse. He wanted it dead earlier. He did. Well, he wanted it gone. He didn't necessarily want it dead. Yeah. So... TJ starts freaking out about the fire because there's a fire and Corey senses something's wrong. Theoretically hears TJ yelling like, oh my God, there's a fire. I'm a horse and there's a fire. And Corey's like rushes to the stable. Moody's there as well. And they're to the barn now. And they're like, "Uh oh, we got to go help this. And they're like yelling, there's a fire. There's a fire. There's a fire. 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 Um, and yeah, they rush into the stable to try and help, like, TJ's blanket's on fire. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out. Moody goes to try and save TJ. Corey's getting the rest of the horses there. And Hector eventually comes in and starts helping. They're, like, all going in. Long story short of it, Moody gets burned in the hands. Yeah, he takes the fire blanket off of TJ's back, and in doing so... Both of his hands get really burned. Yep. Yeah. They're in bad shape. Yeah. Um. That's that. Yeah, tragic. We get a cut to inside an ambulance where they're like tying up his hands, and there's no dialogue in this because this movie is thinks it's way deeper than it's it actually so is, dramatic. and it's just dramatic stares between Moody and Corey, and it lasts yeah. for a long time. It does. So then, Corey and Hector are. They're like, well, shit, what are we going to do? And they try and convince the mom to let Corey be the jockey. Yeah. The mom's like, no. Yeah. The mom's like, no. I'm too scared about this. She says, you are ready to ride, but I'm not ready to let you. I'm ready to run, mom. Yeah. Uh, The grandma says, hey, hey, mom. (laughs) Hey, daughter-in-law. Yeah. Uh, You can't stand in the way that much longer. Just let her do it. Cut to the racetrack where you're getting them the mom, daughter, mother, daughter, heart to heart speech. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I had dreams. And your father was in heart race, horse racing. And like, there's so much about that. And Corey's like, I have the confidence of horses. <laughs> I can talk to horses, mom. You don't and the understand. Mom goes, okay, you can ride the horses. Here's the jockey uniform your dad had. Yeah. Hopefully it fits. And it does. Like, honestly, she's a pretty small dad, which jockeys are small. Yeah. So, like, they're, like, usually short. That was something I was wondering about. Why is it a male-dominated sport? Is it just, like, you have to be strong with the whip? 
I have no idea because jockeys are like small dudes. Yeah. Because you, you want to be light yeah. for the horse to run fast. Why isn't it more women? I have I no like idea. There should be women, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's probably I'm, a reason. It might be sexism. It might not be. It might not be, honestly. I feel like at this point in society, if it made more sense for women to do it, they would be doing it. So there, I feel like there's got to be another reason. I just literally have no idea. I am not involved in the horse racing community <laughs> other than going to Kenway Park If you are, Park please ma- mail us at thedecomduo at gmail.com. Tell us, why, us tell us why women aren't jockeys, please. Is it just sexism? I'm if okay it is, with it if it is. <laughs> please tell us. All right. Um, and they hug because she got permission and they're like a big happy family now. Oh, so she got told last out of her. Yeah, because she's like, I'm going to go tell Moody and Hector. And mom's like, I already told them. <laughs> so. You're the last to know. It's kind of silly, but okay. Yeah. Now they're just getting ready to travel to the Derby. And mm-hmm. they go drive away. They pack and they're like, don't forget the secret weapon, which is the headphones. The headphones. The it's a Walkman. <laughs> it literally is like a CD Walkman. Yeah, because, I mean, they didn't have, like, an iPod. Thing. That's true. It's too old. It's just funny that he had that on his person while he's horse racing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's an like inefficient bulky. use of space. Yeah. He's like, what if I drop five pounds? Will you let me carry it? Um, everyone else is, like, packing up for the trip. As TJ and Corey talk about their bond and, like, hey. You're going to be fine riding me, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be a good team. We're the best of friends. And they have like a music montage as all of TJ's fans like line the road as they drive. Because horse racing is this town's life. It's it's a whole world's life, honestly. It's all they care about. Anyone in the film who doesn't care about horse racing. That's true. Everyone fucking loves it. Literally everyone in this movie loves horse racing. It's like the only thing to do in this town, I think, is go to the horse races. All right, so they make it to the Derby. Um, they're like doing the weighing in the horses and getting everything. And Corey puts on the jockey uniform. Mom yep. gets all emotional. Yup. Standard movie stuff. Yep. Not too much really to talk about. Um, the call to post plays, which if you didn't know what that is, that's what Kelsey so graciously kazooed at the beginning of this um, episode. Go back to the beginning of the episode and watch the whole thing through again. <laughs> For to understand what that was, it's a little boop 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 boop. Yeah, um, and a bunch of fans in the stands have little headphone horse ears. Yes, I love it's, them. It's fun little merch. It's so cute. Yep, and this is when it gets announced that TJ gets told he can't wear the headphones. Yeah, they're like, guess what? Wearing that is against the rules because you can't have electronic devices to that enhance the horse go fast. Yeah, you can't enhance the and horse. And they're like, well, that was only for shocks. But they're like, sorry, the letter of the law says that. Yeah, and he's like that. Apparently, Garris complained about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Garris is a bad guy. He's like, yeah, that rule is only meant to be so you don't like shock your horse. I fully believe this that's is, cheating. It's cheating regardless. Like, the movie tries to say, but it's fine. Like, yeah, honestly, imagine it shouldn't if be that allowed. had radio signaling in it, which you could easily modify a Walkman to do that, uh, where it talks about what the other horses are doing mid-race, and the jockey was listening to it as initially like planned. I mean, but the horse, it's on the horse. Well, if it's playing loud enough, the jockey could hear Not, 
Probably not. Not well, but like still. Potentially, still, yeah. There's still stuff that could be happening here. Um, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be it's loud. Dumb. And if it does make the horse go faster, does it make every horse go faster? Is it just this horse? Either way, it's not fair. Yeah. So they're all worried about this because TJ hasn't raced without the music. And Hector is like, Corey, do we want to race? This is your horse after all. And Corey says, well, actually, I'm going to ask TJ. And TJ gives like a whole big speech about, We've I can too do far it. To give and up then now. Corey says, he says, let's ride. And everyone's like, you can talk to horses. They don't actually say that it's or anything. like, think about this without being able to hear TJ. And Hector goes... Corey, it's your horse. Do you want to do it? And she goes, actually, it's TJ's decision. He said yes. It's like, what? Like, it's just an awkward pause. <laughs> oh, he said he's down. Like, okay, Corey. Like, I'd be a little worried sure. for her well-being. Yeah. Sure. Sure, he said he's good with yeah. it. And they all they start, like, preparing, strategizing. And Hector was like, TJ, I don't know if you can understand me or not. But um, if anything happens to Corey, I'm going to shoot you myself. <laughs> Again with the horse murder. Yep. Um, also, a small side plot is all the other horses in the OG stable. Like, find a TV, turn it on with it's a goat so there. Dumb. And they're, they're like, hurry up. We, the race is about to start. And they're like they watching the race. The race. Yeah. It, like, why? Why do we need to see the other horses in the barn? Oh, no. We literally have not cared about them the whole movie. At least I haven't. <laughs> All right. And now we get to the actual derby race. Yes, get in it's the almost gate, over. And other horses are shit talking to TJ who can hear them now because he's not listening to music on his temples. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Another thing about that. What if the temp music on the temples is like playing the right Like windows? a vibration or something. Yeah. What the heck? It's cheating. It's cheating. Like, we are not on their Darius side. Darius has done very little wrong other than being Kill really unethical to horses. He's a good guy, except for, like, the horse murder part. You can quote that. <laughs> so the race starts, and Corey and TJ are starting slow. They're behind. And they're like, well, this like isn't way going well for TJ right now. Yeah, they're and like... he goes, I have an idea. In the middle of this race. Really in the middle of the race. Races are not that long. No. Maybe what are they like a minute maybe? Maybe like, a long race is like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like he's like, oh shit, TJ's not racing well. I'm gonna go run up to the fucking sound system and plug in my Walkman. And play some rock and, music into the announcer's booth. And ready he doesn't in the movie it looks like this takes ten seconds, which if that's true, sure. But there's no way he could have gotten up there in ten seconds. How would he even be allowed up there? Like, is there not someone watching the door? Yeah. I wrote down the song is trash, so apparently I didn't like it at the time. Yeah, every song in this movie is trash. Like, yeah, but TJ likes it. He starts killing it. He goes, hell yeah. And Corey's like, you hear that, TJ? He starts catching up to Cyclone. Cyclone's, of course, in this race and running in the lead. And Cyclone starts, like, moving to the spot where they injured TJ before. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, like, talked about this before where they're like, hey, Corey, if he tries to cut you off from the inside, you, like, kind of head back and then you go on yep. the inside. Basically, their horses are running side by side and they goes behind and switches to the opposite side. So that he can't ram him, yep. I guess, because he can only ram him 
to the, towards the right. Yeah. yeah. He can't ram towards the left. That's impossible. And this makes it a neck and neck race and we don't know who's going to win. It's a sudden clut to slow-mo dramatic music, not the rock music. And it's inspirational horse racing. They're trying to make their own chariots of fire theme, basically. With this. <laughs> do, 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 it's do, do, just slow-mo horse, like neck and neck moving their heads. And you can totally see that a stunt doubles riding these horses and not the actors. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, and TJ wins. Oh my god, Thunderjam wins, and Garrus is like, "Man, I hate that horse." I hate that horse. Everyone else wants Thunderjam. You're pathetic. Everyone else is happy about this. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about that? This horse. There's no fucking way this horse would have won. There's no way. No. Yeah. What an upset. They were. Long odds and he's probably like twenty to one. He's probably like twenty to one, especially after they took away his headphones. He's probably after like the, thirty. After to the one. headphones got taken away, probably like fifty to one. Yeah, they're like, oh shit. He's but I, lose. I would think everyone could do a protest because the sound being played over yeah. the speakers. Fuck! I if I were any of the other horse owners, I'd be like, we need to. I would like, be all this bullshit. Race. Like I don't care. That's, That's bullshit. Stupid. You can't like that. Music was probably distracting to the other horses. Yep. You can't just start playing fucking music during a race. That's electronic signal designed to give the horse an advantage. Yeah. Like, I just would be saying. so pissed. I'd be so pissed. Like, we are not rooting for the main characters of this movie because they are fucking cheaters. Like, All right. This takes us to the epilogue of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we get, won. like, the winner circle and they're all, like, hugging each other. Yeah. Up and... Dr. Moody are about to high five, but then they remember Moody has broken hands, so they give a hug instead. We don't get a full resolution on the romance plot, do we? Um, no, not really. Which, they have whatever, a picture cares? of them in the um winter circle, and then yep. it, that transitions into like a wall of the house they're constructing. Which why do they have that picture hanging up in a half-constructed house? <laughs> a good point the house is Stop literally under stuff. construction because Corey's like this is gonna be the fireplace and this is gonna be the bedroom blah 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 there's like a picture yeah. hanging up making in this, your mom a house like it's like a mom. shell of a house right now this was like a half million dollar purse yeah so, but, makes sense they hey, got money now the house they're building is literally right next to the stable even though their house was already next to the stable <laughs> Or is it a new stable? Did they get a new one? I, it might be a new one I don't know who, knows? I don't who cares know. Who cares? Um, yeah, and the next door to the stable, Moody's actively DJing there. Yeah. He's DJing for the horses. And, like, TJ's talking to the horses and, like, jamming out, like, okay, you gotta dance like this. Yeah, he dan- he does his little dance again. And that's... The- that's literally the end of the movie. <laughs> this movie sucked. Yeah. There are worse decoms for sure. There's not, not a many. lot of worse ones. Like, it's so forgettable. It's so boring. It takes itself way too seriously. There were no goops. There's no goops. Literally, goops would absolutely improve Literally, this movie. after you're done watching this movie, I feel like it just leaves your memory. Yeah. Like, what happened in that movie? Oh, yeah. The good stuff about it is it's not offensive. It, not. Yeah. Not in, like, the slightest. You're never watching it and getting angry at it. No, you're just like but you're never having any reaction to it. It's just boring. It's like, am I ever gonna watch this movie again? Probably not. Until we do the decom duo for the third. For the third. <laughs> Let's watch every decom for the third time, except Ready. <laughs> um. So, final Jankhouse ranking for this movie was ninety eight. 
which out of like 115-ish, yeah. it's pretty dang Pretty low. bad. Benji, you have it at 104, and I have it at 108. So, so we both say even a little worse than that. We both have it in F tier. It's, it's not great. It's just not a good movie. And it's like, not. it could have been passable, but it wasn't, and it doesn't deserve any credit. No one has ever heard of this movie, and it's because it's If you're a fan so of this movie, number one, really? You must have been a horse girl. <laughs> number two, please explain. Number three, I don't think you exist. I think there are some horse guys and gals out there who just watched every horse movie and still probably didn't watch this one, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's ready to run. That's ready to run. We did it. Now to never think about it again, except in our mini soda in like a couple weeks. Yeah, we're going to break it low. Uh, send us questions or anything you want us to cover in the mini soda if you care about that. Um, fan mail, any fan mail, uh, do the decom do at gmail.com. Otherwise, our main social uses our TikTok account, which is the decom duo. That one has underscores. Or not. It's on TikTok. Just look up the DCOM duo. It hopefully comes up. Yeah. And yeah, that's really all we have to say about that. Yeah, heck yeah. Let's figure out what we're watching in two weeks. Heck yeah. What's your bet? Oh, oh, you know it's about to be Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. Ooh, good choice. I'm going to say Cloud9. Okay, <laughs> let's spin the wheel. It's motocross. Motocross. Oh yeah, this okay. one actually is about sexism. <laughs> I'm genuinely excited to rewatch motocross because liked it because I, I feel like I didn't really care about it, but I don't think I was paying enough attention. I feel like there's something there that I didn't quite like get the full appreciation on, and I'm excited on a rewatch to see. See how it holds. I this remember, I, like, when we were planning for this, like, rewatch. That I'm like, I want this. I want to yeah. rewatch motocross. I remember being like pleasantly surprised about motocross that I like actually had some enjoyment of it because I think we just all were very. It's like ready to run. What, it's it what you ex- you think it's going to be like ready to run, but I it's think like it's we more don't than care. That. It's definitely better. Yeah. All right, so tune in in two weeks to watch Motocross. Motocross. Or maybe it's already out, but we don't know when you watch this video or podcast. It, it'll be in two weeks. It'll be in two weeks from when we re- release this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, thank you guys for listening. And tune in to the next episode of the Decom Duo for Motocross. Take care. Goodbye. Scenes from our next episode. Man, did that kid really just solve sexism? Hey, mom, don't women have rights now? <laughs> Can you mansplain sexism? I thought women had rights now. We learned about that in school. Dang, I think I have feelings for this guy. Am man, I gay? Is this cheese the man? Man, is this 12th night by Shakespeare? Oh, it's a girl, so I'm not gay, right? You. You. <laughs> I thought I was gay. I think I liked you more as a guy, though. Ugh. You know, 12th night. Yeah. 
Shakespeare was ahead of its time in gay acceptance. <laughs> okay, goodbye. We'll say goodbye. It seems for the next episode. Uh, we're gonna say that in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>